This is Kim Balorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated. So when I was growing up, one of the things that was hardest for me was judgment. And it wasn't just the fear of judgment. It was actually the way that I internalized judgment that I received from other people. So I spent a good deal of my life trying to avoid being negatively judged. Like a lot of people, I was driven by positive feedback and approval and being really good at whatever I did. So it's more than a little bit ironic that the thing that ultimately freed me from this fear of judgment and being overly influenced by other people's judgment was the very thing I was most afraid of. And that was subjecting myself purposefully to being judged. What I'm talking about is competitive ballroom dancing. As an adult, I repeatedly and frequently put myself onto a dance floor in a position where an entire panel of judges would essentially judge me. And it was through this experience, truly, that I finally stopped letting other people's ideas about me dictate who I am. That's the good news. The bad news, I suppose, is that the lesson was really hard for me to learn. Now, just a tiny bit of backstory. So I've been dancing my whole entire life, and it's always been the thing that sustained me in this really spiritual way. But I didn't find ballroom and Latin dance until I was in my early 30s. Um, My son had just been born, and my mom encouraged me to find something to reclaim a little piece of myself as I was struggling a little bit with my new role of now mother of two children and still working full-time as a lawyer. So I started taking some lessons, and in no time at all, I was completely in love with the style. I just – I love to dance, but there's something about finding ballroom and Latin as an adult that is particularly powerful. So the next thing I know, I'm competing and being judged really well. I was doing well in these competitions. Now, let me just say I did well because I showed up just completely authentically. I danced with pure joy because really that was all I was there to do. I wasn't worried about titles or winning or progressing or any of it, none of it. I just danced. Here's the thing. When I was winning, I didn't worry about being judged. I didn't worry about being judged at all. It was only when I stopped winning that suddenly judgment and all the things that come with it began to make me doubt myself. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when I used to doubt myself, the first thing I would do would be to look for someone to guide me out of my discomfort. In other words, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. My desire to be positively viewed was really strong, really strong. And so it would take no time at all for me to go from this place of doubting myself a little to doubting myself a lot, to thinking I had no idea what I needed to do, to giving all my power to someone else to reflect back to me what made me good enough. The minute I chose to let other people determine my worth as a dancer was the moment I lost the joy of dancing. For the better part of five years, I was in dance purgatory, and it was self-imposed, It was absolutely self-imposed because, of course, people were willing to tell me what I needed to do. Of course, people were willing to say, you know, if you dye your hair black, you will have a striking Latin look. But I was the one who took every single piece of advice, regardless of who gave it to me, and took it as gospel. I was the one who allowed a look on a judge's face in the middle of a dance competition to destroy my confidence to the point that I would forget where I was or forget to smile or start thinking about, wow, I must really suck if they've got that look on their face while I'm dancing, 
or I would notice attention being diverted. And instead of focusing on what I was doing, I would look to see who they were looking at. I mean, just the craziest shit would distract me from the fact that I was there to dance. And let's face it, this wasn't a career. This wasn't a moneymaker. Um, as my dad so loved to point out all the time, it was the funniest thing. He would say to me, like, what do you get if you win? And I'd say, well, a little bit of money. And he'd say, well, will it cover the cost? And I'm like, nah, not even close. Well, then what? why does this make sense, right? And so again, there's judgment. Why does this make sense? In my mind, this made sense if I won. This made sense if I proved the value of this journey to other people. This made sense if I could do the things they told me to do, if I could follow the rules, right? Like, you need to look a certain way. Okay, I'm going to look a certain way. You need to move a certain way. I'm going to move a certain way. You need to travel to this many competitions across the country so that judges can see you. Well, by God, I need to travel so they can see me. And on and on and on. And I don't blame anyone who makes the rules because to them, those rules make perfect sense. But every single piece of it is subjective. And it's only when you decide to give all of your power away, when you are so obsessed with being judged positively that you're willing to let anybody and everybody tell you who you are, what you should look like, how you should move, that you are subject to a barrage of information that may or may not serve you. And I did that. I did that for a long time. And I got really demoralized. So it seemed like the more money I spent and the harder I worked, the worse I did. And it was all because of my mindset, for sure. But I found myself sitting at a competition, out of town, in my hotel on a bed. And I needed to get ready. I needed to dance. And I didn't want to dance. For the first time in my life, I didn't want to dance. I just sat there feeling so sorry for myself, missing my family, thinking about all the collective sacrifices we had made as a family to enable me to do this, when I realized I had stopped having fun a really long time ago. I got a little teary because I started thinking about my first competitions and how I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. And it was the most beautiful thing. I went out there and just had a blast. And for a minute, I thought about packing up and going home and just not even dancing. But then I decided, this is going to be it. This is going to be my last competition. I, I'm done with this journey. Like, whatever it was supposed to be for me, I think I'm finished. And in that moment, when I decided to be done, something happened. I just felt free. And I decided, if I'm going out, I'm going out my way. And I hadn't thought about dancing my way in a really long time. I had become completely obsessed with what everyone else wanted me to do, how I was supposed to look and move and be. I didn't remember who I was as a dancer. And so I looked at what I was planning to wear. I looked at the costumes that I had, and they were all beautiful, always. My friends Donna Hamza and David Perry never failed to make me feel like a complete goddess, but I wasn't feeling any of them. And so I ran down to her booth, and there was a cat suit, which is like a one-piece pantsuit completely just sassy and sparkly hanging on a mannequin that was going to be used um, for a show number by one of the pros later that night. And I looked at her and she looked at me. We've known each other a really long time. And she saw that look in my eye and she's like, what do you need? And I said, I need the catsuit. I just need the catsuit. And um, a catsuit at that point in time was like totally disfavored. That would not have been a good choice for a big competition. Because you're supposed to wear certain things. You're supposed to look a certain way. At least that's what I'd been told. 
And I did not give a shit. I was like, I'm wearing the cat suit. It's going to be my last competition. Give it to me. I'm wearing it. And so she was like, you got it. And um, I went back upstairs. I did my hair the way I wanted to. I did my makeup the way I wanted to. I put on that cat suit. And I was like, wow, I, f- I feel completely fierce. I had these butterflies in my stomach, but they were the excited butterflies, not the nervous butterflies. And I walked onto that floor like I owned it. And I danced the best I have ever danced in my life that day. I danced with joy and abandon and so much gratitude. I played with the audience. I played with the judges. I looked them straight in the eye. And even the one that never smiled gave me that stony stare back. And I didn't care. I just kept smiling. And it was hilarious. I was having fun. And in those moments on the dance floor that I thought were going to be my last, I reclaimed my journey. I reclaimed myself. I reclaimed my experience by truly not caring what anyone thought for the first time in my life. I danced for myself. I danced from inside. I danced with joy. I remembered why I was there in the first place. This was never about impressing other people or getting other people to tell me I was good enough or the best or deserving. I'd been dancing since I was three years old. Dance was my outlet. It was my joy. And by giving all of my power to other people and letting them decide whether I was good enough, whether I was worthy enough and what and how I should be, I deprived myself of years and years of joy. For five years, I had convinced myself that I wasn't entitled to be on this journey unless I could prove I was good enough. I needed approval. I needed the judgment to affirm my right to do something that I loved. And in the process, I stopped loving it altogether. The day I danced in a sparkly red catsuit and broke a lot of the rules, I had this massive realization. My teachers and coaches had given me everything they knew to help me succeed. They gave me knowledge. They gave me skills. They gave me so much. They gave me everything I needed. But in trying to bring out the best dancer in me, they didn't know what I knew. I needed to dance in a sparkly red catsuit. I needed ownership over myself and my dancing and my experience. And no one ever tried to take that away. I gave it away. The minute I took it back marked the legitimate end of my obsession with judgment. Judgment in whatever form it comes is nothing more than information. You are the only person who can decide to let it define you or to let it go. I would strongly encourage you to let it go. Be who you are. Own who you are. In the biggest, boldest way, find your own version of a red sparkly catsuit. I, for one, will be cheering you on. This is Kim Balorchi, and you've been listening to Boldly Stated. If you are loving the show, please don't forget to rate it, review it, share it. Anything you can do to spread the love helps us a lot. Thank you so much for listening.